0: Hello, and welcome to Story Untold. I'm Martin Bauman, and today my guest comes from across the Atlantic. He is the author of six books, the latest of which is called The Book I Didn't Want to Write. Few people know what it's like to survive a mass shooting. Erwin LaHare is one of them. In 2015, he was shot at the Bataclan Theater. In part of the deadliest attacks in France, since the Second World War. In this book, he sets out to make sense of tragedy, to describe the indescribable, and perhaps offer suggestion as to how we can make things better moving forward. Here's his story. Your book came out in in French in August of 2017 and and got a lot of attention and now available in English. Of course, that's what's bringing you here to to Toronto and the rest of North America you didn't set out to write this book. What changed your mind?
1: Um, I invent stories. I create characters, and um, my books are always fiction. So it, it it was not a matter to me. You know, I was just as a human being, a, a loving rock music. I went to this concert and I was shot, and I went to the hospital. That that was personal. Mm -hmm. so it didn't never came to my mind to, to 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 make a book out of it but then um a few months later i started to think and to discuss with friends of mine writers as well and they told me but you have to write this book you're a writer you have to tell us you have to find the language you have to find the words to 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 tell us what it was and what you felt and um i understood that maybe literature as a Something to say about it, a, a perspective to bring, and another speech to have that wouldn't be mediatic or politic or whatever, you know? Mm. So I tried to write. I started.
0: Let's start at the beginning, shall we? You you grew up in a small town, less than 300 people in the southwest of France. Uh, what is it like to come from where you come from, Ballon?
1: Ballon. <laughs> um, but I, I grew up there but then we moved a lot because my my dad was um uh, was a soldier military mm. you know mm. so we, we then we moved a lot but uh, growing up in this small town was very quiet and peaceful and then uh, i was not prepared to to what would happen
0: sure and music playing a role in your lifetime as well what what was the music that made you fall in love with rock and roll
1: um my my, my parents were listening to um to basic rock and roll. I mean, like basic, very good rock and roll, but the Beatles and, um, Leonard Cohen is, um, is, yeah. uh, is uh, from Canada, I think.
0: Huh? It's right. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, and so they were listening to this kind of, of music. And, um, one day at school, I discovered punk music. I didn't know it was punk music. I just knew I loved this music and somebody told me, but that's punk music. And that's how it started. I mean, did this music, um, learned me freedom.
0: It was music that brought you to the Bataclan that night, November 13th. Yeah. Tell me how that day began.
1: It, it, it was a very um, ordinary day. Um, I was in Paris. Uh, I, I, I don't live in Paris. I've, I've left Paris uh, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't live in Paris anymore. But my girlfriend lived in Paris. And so I was there. And um and usually we, we used to go to concerts together, but they said, no, um, not tonight. And uh, usually I go with friends and, well, nobody would come with me. So I said, okay, let's go. And uh, so it was, yeah, ordinary day. Um, I've been attending uh, hundreds of concerts because I've been working in the music business. Mm-hmm. So, so it was not a special event to me. you know. Right. It was right. I was just excited to go there. Right. I've seen maybe 20 or 30 gigs in the Bataclan before, so it was, yeah, ordinary. And uh, and I I didn't go to the the opening band, you know, I didn't go for the opening band. Yeah. So I arrived at the the, the venue. It was all quiet in front. So I smoked a cigarette and got in the venue.
0: So ordinary day, uh, ordinary concert, a place you'd been many times before. Yeah, you go inside and you, you find the sound guy where the booth is because uh, that's where the music is best. Exactly, and it, and it's playing. The beer, the beer is warm. The beer, be. as it should be. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, what happens from there?
1: Um, I'm, So as I, as as I'm on my own, I I look around. I look at people, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, I feel, I feel I'm I'm at the right place, you know. I feel uh, I'm with my, with companions, mm-hmm. with friends. We are sharing the same passion for this kind of music. And I, I'm kind of looking in, in, in the crowd if there are faces I know because, I, as I told you, I, 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 attend, I attended so many rock concerts. So I was just like looking, hey, maybe there's somebody I know. But uh, no familiar faces, but only familiar faces. And I'm feeling well. I'm really well and
0: and when does that change
1: first do, do, doing i i stay by the sound man and uh one or two times i wonder if i go you know uh closer to the stage uh to just move a little and and and, and get warmer you know? mm-hmm. but i i, I said to myself just wait wait for the the, the the best songs for your favorite songs so i wait and then suddenly i hear those pops you know mm. those the and I think it's it's a part of the show. I think everyone did, and um, but it's weird because I see some some plaster falling from the from from the ceiling on my left, and then at the same time uh, I hear someone yelling, uh, "Lay down, lay down, lay down!" Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite friends um, was in the uh, Charlie Hebdo attack mm-hmm. eight months ago. I don't know if you if you've heard of that
0: here in Canada. Yeah, of course, yeah.
1: Okay, so my, my, my very good friend Sigolen was mm-hmm. there and she, she, she's been nearly shot. I mean, she's and she survived. And and so immediately I just I just um, put, well, jump on the ground. You know?
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: I don't try to, to I don't try to think maybe what it is. Is it true? What's, I just I just lay on the ground and I have the time to see the musicians just like wondering what happens and running.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and and I jump on the ground, and um, then uh, we enter another world, yeah. <laughs> another reality.
0: Yeah. Well. Well. Really. Yeah. And and you mentioned your your friend Sigulen's name. I mean, this is the the name that you repeat throughout this time. Yeah. I am Sigulen, yeah. I am a pebble. Uh, yeah, you write about this so in so the so book. <laughs> that the feeling of going into a trance, almost of depersonalizing. Yeah. Uh, what what thoughts are running through your mind as you repeat these phrases, or or what is, <laughs> I don't know how how to describe the indescribable, I suppose, but what what's going on uh, internally as this is happening?
1: It's very um, confused mm-hmm. um, because I, I'm, I'm I understand it's an attack, but uh, I don't see nothing. I'm on the ground. Um, I hear people yelling, um, but I don't know how many people. I don't know why. I don't, you know, I know nothing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So maybe it's just like, you know, some people coming in to, to it could be like, you know, she raped my sister. You raped my sister. So I came for a revenge inside. And, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't think terrorist attack. I think danger. So mm-hmm. someone's around. Um, and then the sounds, the sounds are really. Uh, unusual for sure and um as i write in the book you, you you we see movies we we see even real i mean images from real life but when you live it it's so different and so um and and i'm i'm, I'm shot very quickly so i don't mm-hmm. have the time to wonder uh, am i gonna get up and try to save someone or you know
2: mm-hmm. I'm
1: shot really quickly, and uh, I think the guy's gonna kill me. He does not,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then I I start um, to 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 repeat that mantra. I am Yeah, so.
0: is that when you are shot? Is that I mean I guess it depends on what where you're looking at the time. Does it feel like it's you're shot in a scatter shot, or is it does it feel targeted?
2: Um, no, no,
1: no, no. It's targeted. Um, yeah, because I'm in the path. I'm in the way. Mm. You know, uh, to 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 go down to the um, in front of the stage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I'm lying on the on the right, uh, left side for the guy. So he's shooting w- one time on the right, one time on the left, one time, and I can hear it. it's it's um, shot by shot. You know.
2: Yeah. <clears throat>
1: and um, and he goes back by uh, he's, he goes back, shooting just um, ahead of me. Yeah. So I I got all the bullets falling on me. Not the bullets,
0: but uh the the shell casings. Yeah. Yeah. So this happens. Uh so I'm trying to situate where you are as this is happening. You're you're kind of the stairs are leading down to what would be the rest of kind of the standing area, I suppose, that goes, yeah. that goes to, to the rest of the stage. Well the whole
1: venue is standing, but you have yeah. like different levels. It's it's what we call an Italian theater. Okay. So, yeah. you know, say there's the stage and, 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 the, and the, the, the venue is round, you know, half a circle. Yeah. So, um, and and you have uh, two stairs. So, um, so yeah, the crowd, there's a, big, there's a big place for the crowd in front of the stage. And I'm, I'm just on the way to go down.
0: Yeah, okay. To the yeah. Stage. And you get shot. And, there, I mean, there's a moment, as you write about in this book, where you think that the next one is going to essentially finish the job and uh, it's gonna kill you, uh, the next bullet yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, because because the guy who shoots me he's just just ahead of me, he's just there, yeah, i mean um, it's it's a touch, you say that it's just just one or two meters from me,
0: yeah,
1: and uh, and I think he has seen i'm not dead, yeah, so I think he's gonna achieve me with a bullet in the head, and then time stretches,,
2: you know?
0: hmm. I mean, I think this is a thought that many people have uh, of what what it is like to face one's death and and what thoughts run through their mind. Uh so, time stretches. In your case, uh, what what's happening as time is stretching? What what are the things that you are thinking about or or not thinking about?
1: Oh, it's very quiet. It's very quiet. I'm I'm um, fatalistic. You say yeah. that? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So
1: que será, será. You know, what should happen happens. Mm. So, um, uh, I'm just saying myself, well, it's finished. It's over. It has been short, but it has been cool. Cool. It has yeah. been good. Sat- satisfied. And, uh, <sighs> quiet. Yeah. Not self-satisfied. Just, hey, dude, <laughs> you had yeah. a great life, <laughs> but, uh, but quiet. Yeah. It's your time. Okay. Let's go.
2: Finish yeah. it.
1: And, and the other, the other thing, very important is that, um, I hope it's going to be quick and pain,
2: painless. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So this is going on and it, and it carries on for a, a while. Yeah. And you are and you're repeating this, you know, I'm a pebble, I'm Sigolen. When does when do the police and, and tactical units arrive? Uh, when when do you become aware that there is some some help on the way?
1: Uh, I don't know because I have no notion of time. You no, know? I've lost all oh all, all uh,
0: I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I only to know that they were suddenly that they're there. Uh, when they weren't before. Suddenly it's
1: it's, it's it's more quiet and suddenly I can hear people uh, saying, but come come and get us, come and get us. He's dying, he's dying, come and get us. They are gone, they are gone. So I understand, you know, there's something happened. So I, I just raise my head a little and turn it on the left. And then I see the guys, you know, from the police. They're they're standing by the bar on one knee, you know, with all the helmets and all the stuff. hmm and then I I say to myself okay it's over we're saved okay cool and I stop um that mantra you know and that comes to reality and in reality um I'm cold it hurts uh I'm bleeding it smells and um and time appears to be uh uh, really stretching now
2: (laughs) Hmm
0: because uh, you're you're back in reality you're you're on the ground, yeah, you can't move or or feel incapable of moving move.
1: no I can I, I I know I can move my legs so yeah that's that's very um' say relevant really? sure, it's yeah.
0: you're not paralyzed you know that yeah,
1: I'm not paralyzed yeah um I know I'm hurt uh, I know I'm losing blood, but uh I know. Many people looks like many people are dead. So, you know, you don't think of yourself first,
0: right? Yeah. You know, how long is it until you're on your way out of the nightclub? When? Uh, how long do you have to wait in that position until? Well,
1: I I, I didn't know that, uh, so I had for the book I had to um, to, to to reconstruct what yeah. happened. Yeah, but I, I was uh, evacuated uh, just before police attacked. So, so I've been staying there like three hours, more than three hours.
0: Yeah,
1: I was evacuated amongst the last.
0: Because they are, in some senses, a performing triage. I suppose they're they're going to the ones who are uh, the sure. most urgent need first.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Yes and no. Um, they they didn't want to to come into the the the, in front of the stage because they didn't know where the terrorists were Hmm. so they stayed uh hidden you know Mm -hmm. they stayed covered so 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 they didn't want to come and pick people because uh, they didn't know if there was a terrorist hidden maybe or waiting to shoot them or so so they they were just waiting (laughs) and we were just bleeding but it's understandable. They had orders, I guess.
0: Yeah, there is. A, you write about this in your book. There's a male nurse that helps you in the aftermath when you finally do get out of the nightclub. Oh, the fireman. The fireman, fireman. Correct. <laughs> yes, right. You write about him as your your angel in the book. Yeah. Uh, what kind of a difference did he make for you that night?
1: Mm. Well, I think um, I don't know. I, I I can't say you avoided. Me from dying, because I don't think I would have died. Uh, But I was really weak, uh, really cold and strengthless and losing face, you know, I was just like, Okay, okay, what the fuck? Let's let's finish. Okay, let's let's go somewhere. I don't know. Let's Mm -hmm. close my eyes. And we'll see. And I was a little bit scared because uh, I mean, I, I knew I was hurt. Yeah, you know? I knew I was bleeding, so I was just like, "Hey, <laughs> oh," but but I was really weak and tired, really tired. So the guy was telling me to hold on, and, he, and, and, and I was suffering; I mean, it was very really painful. And 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 he brought me like um you know survey
0: cover, I don't know what you call that like a warmth blanket almost. It's yeah, yeah, it's it's uh... yeah, and
1: um. And he held my hand and it, it was, I mean, what was, um, it was humanity, you know, it was, it was generosity, humanity. And um, yeah, he gave me
0: strength. There's this perspective. We often talk about a shooting or or any event for that matter, or a car crash in terms of inches, you know, a few more inches this way or a few more seconds either way and things would have happened differently. What do you think of in the weeks after in terms of the, the subtlety with which, circumstances might change given something as small as inches or seconds
1: um as i told you i'm um, fatalistic right so i um i i I don't think that way you know what could have changed or not changed or um but what was very interesting yeah while i wrote this book is um Asking myself questions about the why's. I mean, the why? Why? Why was I alone?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I I never go alone to rock concerts. Why was I shot? And I could have lose my legs or lose my balls and sex and <laughs> balls. Yeah. I could, um, and I could have um, the arteria. Yeah, where the blood goes.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's
1: a big arteria there. And uh, the bullet, like, was uh, one centimeter away from from this, so Mm -hmm. I I could have died bleeding, you know, 20 Mm -hmm. minutes after the attack. So um, why did I survive? Why was I there alone? And did someone somewhere needed a writer to be there?
0: Right. Yeah. So
1: I'm exaggerating, but it's very interesting for novelists you know for the yeah. novelist in me to work on that on those ideas yeah more than
0: uh what if what if right but
1: why? why
0: right yeah you know i'm i'm conscious of this i think one of the downfalls of the way that we have come to consume news and the way that news works is it can feel invasive you know uh, a tragedy strikes and the next thing you know there is a wave of reporters that are looking for a quote yeah And I think that's just the nature of the way that that the news industry operates and and has kind of been forced to operate, but uh, it runs the risk when done poorly or carelessly uh, of doing potential harm. We miss out on the bigger picture. What did you find in the wake of the shooting uh, as you saw the country and the world uh, and the media react?
1: Well, um, I was cut from the outside world you know uh, because um, I I didn't have TV in my bedroom didn't want TV Mm -hmm. I didn't want the newspapers and uh, because I knew what it would be you know I had my very old telephone with no internet on it that my girlfriend brought me on the the Sunday or the Monday and um, and then three or four days after I got my my little computer Mm-hmm. So then I could connect to the internet, but uh, I wouldn't go to the news website or so on. you know I just wanted to be uh, to be quiet in the hospital trying to recover. But yeah, I had a lot of messages from worldwide asking me for interviews.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you handle that when you get those those messages uh, asking for interviews? what What was your feeling about that? I mean, it kind of leads into you were resisting even the idea of writing a book for a while. Sure. Uh, until later. Uh,
1: I, it, it even didn't go through my mind to write a book about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that came later. But um, entering the interview was, was uh, no way for me because um, it's a huge event. It's, it 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 means a lot. Um, morally speaking, politically speaking, and it, it means a lot for a society to have three young boys killing 90 people and, and committing suicide doing that. So I've always been thinking, not only after the Bataclan, but but, but before, because I've been studying political science and always been very interested into uh, how the world runs and, and works, and how people live together. So it it has never been um, an option to answer those interviews because I think this kind of huge event has to be treated with a perspective, you know, Mm -hmm. with, um, and, and, and we have to think and thinking takes time and emotion is the contrary of thinking. Right. So, um, I know that those, I mean, journalists who are doing their job, but, um, some things are too important to be abandoned to um, emotion, mm. you know. Yeah. So, so uh, weeping, crying, mourning, uh, being angry—okay. Uh, I mean, you can you can feel that home, but but on the public space, you have to think.
0: Yeah, I don't know how that change is made from one of uh, reaction to one of thinking, but it's a it's an interesting thing to think about uh, to realize that we miss something when we're looking for something so soon perhaps in the wake of an event
1: yeah and, and you know um, the the way it works the way the news uh, channels work and, 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 and internet works it, it's like um, you have a, you have a piece of information and then you have another one and then another one and then another one and, and you cannot link them you cannot connect them you you just it's immediate information with no thinking around, uh, about those informations. So uh, I didn't want to participate to that.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know? mm-hmm. I didn't
1: want to, to bring my tears into that.
0: Yeah. One of the great quotes from your friends from the book, they find out that you've been shot in the butt and yeah. they don't miss a beat right away. They say that makes him twice the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> what what uh, what has humor done, and what did humor do for your recovery?
1: Well, life is um, is sometimes tragic, sometimes funny. I mean, you know, it's mingled sensations and emotions. And 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 if I if I fall in the streets, uh, people will laugh. And if mm. it appears that I broke my neck or there's blood around my head, they won't laugh anymore. Right. And so everything's mingled, you know. And uh, I remember during um, a burial, um, someone close to me was 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 dead and, and being buried. And, and I was, I mean, I, I couldn't help laughing because, I mean, someone had done something funny, um, <laughs> not not on purpose. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and it's my personality. Uh, I think humor, you, you can, as a writer, you, you can deliver messages through humor much more efficiently than when you're serious Mm. i think
0: yeah maybe there's space to uh to change a person's mind or or send a message home
1: you you have two ways to react you just can you you can go deeper and deeper and 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 cry on your poor destiny and and how unlucky you are or you can just say okay it's done now what i can do nothing about that it's done I'm hurt. I'm wounded. Okay, I mean, I'm in an hospital. Okay, I have to recover. So mm. let's take it the right way. Let's take it the, the 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 funny way.
0: It strikes me that one of the things that you're asking with this book is how much does a tragedy like this uh, change a person, and how much can we decide what that change looks like? How how much can we decide how we're changed by something? What do you think about uh, about that?
1: At an individual level, I've—I I've, um, don't know if my books, mm. you know, sometimes readers uh, find things I haven't put into the yeah. channel. <laughs> yeah, yep. But uh, for me, it, it, um, it has been a, an accelerator. It has quickened the change.
0: Yeah, yeah That's good. Cool. Yeah.
1: I, I was already in the move to change. Uh, I mean, it has been uh, more than 15 years I was trying to change to be a better person to Mm -hmm. be more generous to be more listening more to to the people around me to you know, Mm -hmm. and um, to me, I mean, the the, the, the change is that I accepted to fall in love. That's the main change, I -hmm. think. Mm -hmm. Um, For the rest, um, I was already aware of things. That could happen in our world, like terrorism, you know, or mass murderers, or because I, I've always been very interested into into that how the world works and and runs, as I told you. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I decided when I was thirty to to change my life because I was not happy. You know, I was I was working in the music business, earning a lot of money. Uh, fucking models and you know it was cool life but uh i was not happy because what i wanted to do is write so mm-hmm. when i was 30 i decided to quit and 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 to earn less money i mean far less money
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and to, just to spend most of my time writing so the change in my personal life had already been done and so i, I was on this path you know i was on this way but yeah. I had a neighbor in the hospital uh, who was shot there and who decided to leave Paris, to leave his job, to live another life. And um, so, yeah, we react differently, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. When you're talking about uh, the change there and um, being more open to love and maybe expressing love, I think there's an irony in that it's often only in tragedy that we begin to tell others how much we care about them how much we love them and how much they matter to us yeah uh, yeah how, how did that change you and how did that play out for you
1: well as i told you I, I wasn't this way already you know i was uh so i had solved like this kind of problem with my parents for example mm-hmm. uh, like 10 years or yeah 15 years ago um like telling each other that we love each other um which was not the case when I was younger. But I knew my parents loved me, but they never said it you know, mm-hmm. before my 30. Um, because I asked them when I was 30. I said, Hey, you did you never told me that. And they say, Oh, yeah, sure. you sure. <laughs> I said, yeah, sure. Hmm. So I, I, I was on this way to 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 expressing my feelings and uh, and not being ashamed of my feelings and emotions. And um, so it was Yeah, it, it just made my transformation faster.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one of your friends, uh, when, when this happens and you're in the hospital, I suppose maybe before or I guess as you're on your way to the hospital, it's difficult sometimes to figure out the chronology of uh, when your friend finds out that you've been shot. Um, one of your friends mentions that one of the first thoughts that came to mind was that uh, they figured that you wouldn't even be angry at the shooters they knew the person that you were you weren't even going to be angry about it could you speak to that and and why maybe you felt that way or or how you did feel
1: because to me um those three guys they are symptoms it's them it could have been three others or it maybe could have been me you know if i was not born in the right place with a loving family and you know uh white face and um so maybe I'm angry at them, but uh, who cares? Uh, and th- th- This has no place in, in a book, in a novel.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, it's my personal life. It's my, my intimacy. But in a book, uh, you just have to try and understand how this could have happened and why. And you just have to raise questions. And uh, that's what I've, I've been trying to do, to to, to rehumanize them. You know, mm. uh, there are monsters that's, I mean, there are monsters, no, no, no doubt about that, but they were not born monsters. They became monsters. Mm. And, um, the, the purpose of my book is to, um, maybe question that. How, how could this happen? Right. What, what, what did we miss as a society? You know, as right. people living together in the same place at the same time. So I mean the question of me being angry at them is is not a is not a question in of literature it's a question of my <laughs> private life uh-huh, so maybe every morning when I wake up and I make my coffee, I just yell at them and I just insult them and and you know but but that's my life, yeah,
0: right, but worth exploring the the question i suppose well it is worth exploring the question of what what creates a person who who decides to Go up and shoot up a concert venue. I mean, that's that's something worth exploring to. Um, yeah,
1: it's terrific.
0: To find a solution to that. Well,
1: it's not terrific. It's terrible. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, it's it's particularly fitting. Uh, well, as we speak, uh, I mean, there have been many, many more mass shootings since uh, what happened in Paris. And yeah. as awful as that is to think, you know that there are going to be more like it. Uh, sure. As someone who's who's been there and, and knows what that's like, what do you wish for?
1: Uh, as I write in the book, happy people don't kill their neighbors, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But what what was funny what I was in uh, in Canada and, and in the states is that um, you seem to do the the parallel be- between the mass shootings in North America and 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 what happened in Bataclan. but but the journalists um, wouldn't do that, and when I did. When I said, "See what's happening in your in your country," they said, "But it's not the same." Hmm. Asked, why is it not the same? It's exactly the same. Say, "No, it's not the same." Ask why. And finally, they would tell me, "But, but, I mean, the the guy who did that in North America, they are white, right? You know? they are wasps, and and they are just like the sick part of our society." But it's, it's it's very few people. It's not a real problem. <laughs> it is when it happens. But well, you know. Yeah. And uh, but in France, there are Muslims. Uh, they are not like us. Hmm. And um, I, I, I don't think so. I think it's exactly the same. It's uh, unhappy people. It's right. uh, rejected people. It's um, humiliated people. And uh, when they feel there's no faith anymore, no hope anymore, they shoot. Yeah, you know? yeah, they shoot at, at this world that that humiliated them. And you have another um, point: is uh, they become famous while doing that. And in his word, you know, it's it's important to fame is important. Yeah, you're doing something spectacular. You know, everybody will know about that, and no one will ever forget a name.
0: Right. There's a tendency in in these events of mass shootings to, uh, it's much more common to remember the shooter's name than to remember the, those who have been shot. Sure. Just by virtue of the way that these things have covered and are spread.
1: That That's one of the reasons uh, why I didn't put the the, the the real names of the shooters of mm-hmm. the Bataclan. You know? hmm One of the reasons, the main reason is is because it, it has been them, could have been other people. And I don't know nothing about them. I don't know their names. I don't know who they are. Uh, I I didn't you know make research about them. Um, But the other reason is that I didn't want to write their names.
0: Yeah, to be forgotten. Right. So the the who is almost irrelevant. It's it's more about the the what creates the person. Sure. That matters. Yeah. What was your impression like of coming to North America? I I forget if you had been there before. Uh, but to see it again in in 2018, to know what it was like to visit different places, uh, what you thought of the climate of of things that you saw here.
1: Well, yeah, I'd been there before uh, many times, and um, it's I don't know, it's cold. <laughs> 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 I've been to Quebec. God damn, it's so cold there. <laughs> Quebec City, yeah, and uh, because I I have a friend there, and um, it's so different. When I was in New York, uh, I felt so depressed, so depressed because everything I could see was that, that uh, people in the streets begging for money, uh, uh, tramps and, uh, you know, homeless people and um, talking to themselves or yelling in the streets or so I was I was really sensible to that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it wasted my stay. In a way, so I don't know if it's because, um, it was around the 13th of November, so the anniversary, and could have made me more sensible. Mm-hmm. And because in my new novel, the one I'm, I'm writing now, the main character is uh, very sensitive, so it's a young woman, very sensitive, she sees things that people don't see, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so, and I was just, I was. Write, I've been writing my book while I was in North America between interviews, you know, in between interviews I was, I was working but um, definitely I, I am more a man of close relationships small towns, you know mm-hmm. where people know each other and, and talk to each other and help each other and uh, I feel that those huge cities like New York or Toronto or, they they are not human anymore. Hmm.
0: I feel lost there. I feel you know. Yeah, different uh, different experiences uh, from it's one. Not...
1: I met to... I met great people. I mean, people have been so nice with me, and I met great people. And you know, it's not a. I, I'm not. It's not a critic. You know. It's yeah. Not, I'm not. But but it's not me. You know. I'm more. I mean, Quebec is a is a smaller town, and uh, it's more my. My kind of town and kind of way of living, mm. you know, than huge cities like New York.
0: Maybe we'll finish with this one quote, and and granted, this one has been, you know, translated, and so maybe it's close to the sentiment that you had originally written it in. We'll see. Uh, but there was a quote in your book: uh, "Bodies don't get repaired without love. You have to give them <laughs> a reason to fight." Could you speak to the power of that?
1: Um... Yeah, that sounds maybe a little, I don't know, um,
0: cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: maybe I get tacky or cheesy uh, while getting old. And, uh, you know, I fall in love now and I tell my parents and friends I love them and blah, blah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, from what I've lived during these events and, and after, I mean, love is so powerful. It's such, such, such unifying people. It's, it's really unifying people. I mean, this, this, this fireman. You know, you've read my book. You know, mm-hmm. the, this fireman uh, holding my hand. I, I don't know him. Never met him before. Mm-hmm. And he was there, trying to, to. He didn't want me to collapse. He didn't want me to, to, to die. He was here. He was involved. He was, he was full of love. I mean, just not the kind of love you have with your boyfriend and girlfriend but you know what i mean
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um he was sharing something very deep and very and and it was the same in the hospital and it has been the same after when i was recovering i mean people maybe who wouldn't be i wouldn't be friend with or people i don't have the same opinions or people i don't we are very different we have different yeah, a way of living, opinions, so what but what can gather us is love. It's 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 such a strong link. And the world today I think is suffering of a lack of, of humanity and love and, and listening to one another and taking mm. and care of the others and in a very Daily way, I mean, with your neighbors, with, with 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 the the old lady when when you go to the markets or to the supermarket or just small small acts, small, and um, I think that that makes the world better. So yeah, I think it sounds maybe stupid or naive or, <laughs> but, but it's so true. Yeah, it's so true in everyday life. So so why just being in competition why fighting one another while why trying to be better than the other and why trying to to earn more money or to have a bigger car or let's try something else
0: i think yeah so cheesy maybe but uh but also maybe necessary
1: i think so yeah i think so yeah but everyone, I mean, I mean, I think you, Martin, you you prefer to be uh, loved and cherished, and and to have friendly neighbors, and uh, then um, angry, yelling people trying to steal your job or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, yeah, or jealous of you or talking in your back or you know,
0: yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Let's
1: try and be happy.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. Merci. That's it for the show. Thanks for listening. I hope you got something from that. If you're interested in reading his book, it's out now in English. It's also available in French. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor. Please leave a rating and a review. Hit subscribe. You can find the show wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. Either that or pass it along to someone else you think might enjoy it. Theme music for the show is by Dr. Turtle off the album You Um, I'll Ah. Once again, I'm Martin Bauman, and this was A Story Untold. See you next time.